0: Holiday tips and wine stories from Paul, Kristen, and Dexter at Total Wine & More. Wonder why tasters swirl the wine to release its powerful aromas. The smell of grandma's cooking on Thanksgiving and the aromas of a great Zinfandel? Sublime.
1: Heating up in the kitchen, preparing for the big meal? Cool down with a chilled glass of bubbly before the party arrives.
0: No time to shop? Good thing I know where to find the perfect bottle in a pinch. Whether you're entertaining or just bringing the wine, we'd love to share our always low prices and ridiculous selection with you this holiday. Total Wine & More. Cheers.
1: Welcome in to the Fandom Vibe, presented by Nerd Talkalypse Podcast. This is your number one source for news from trending pop culture and fandoms alike. What's going on, everybody? This is Deej here with the Fandom Vibe. Today's date is 7-30-2018, and I am here with my network partner, Robert Slavinsky, from the Bridging the Geekdoms podcast. What is going on, everybody?
0: about goddamn time right yeah it's it's been a while it's been a while since we've been talking about doing this and i think the what the only other time i was on here was for the uh the avengers uh infinity war like big round table discussion so
1: it's kind of oh yeah and it was a total clusterfuck but it was a good discussion yeah it was it was a good time <laughs> so yeah so we're just uh, i just decided to get rob on here we're talking about some star wars doing a little bit of chit chat there's not a whole lot going on since san diego comic-con sort of you know threw everything out there we me and john covered a lot of it and that's sort of how it went so now we're just gonna get the little you know where this episode is like the big hunk of play-doh and we're gonna like pick up the little pieces of play-doh with the big <laughs> hunk of play-doh <laughs> i like the
0: analogy i like the analogy
1: <laughs> All i, the I fathers have kids out there will yeah, understand. I, I mean yeah
0: exactly i have kids so i get it <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's, that's so. That's what we're doing. This episode is Play-Doh. All right. Uh, let's see here. Oh yeah. So let's talk about this cool thing that we're doing. Oh, what thing is that? <laughs> so, <laughs> so there's only two of them left, but we're giving away free copies of Avengers: Infinity War, which uh, releases in three hours.
0: Two yeah. hours. Yeah, like two, two and hours.
1: a half. Two and a half hours. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah so if you you can get yourself a free copy of the movie um and you can participate in this really dope event called the v- hashtag voodoo viewing party and uh that takes place on august third what That's time this is it Fr- again it's this
0: friday august third uh i believe it is nine o'clock eastern time and then pacific time six o'clock i think all of their promotional stuff shows six o'clock pacific so yeah
1: yeah, that's right. About what okay, so yeah. yeah, basically, what's going on with that? They're giving away all sorts of cool shit, like 4K TV, and you can get a replica of uh, Thor's hammer and the Infinity Gauntlet, Ma- Iron Man's helmet. Yeah, they're Captain actually America giving. They're they're, they're they're starting to give away stuff
0: now. Even if you RSVP for the event on the Facebook page, they're doing giveaways right now. So you can get in on it if you jump on now.
1: Oh yeah, they've been posting shit all day. Yeah. So, yeah, you can go do that, and then what you got to do to get yourself a free copy of the movie, which I'm sure most of you listeners already know since I blasted it out on the feed, that all you got to do is go to uh, patreon.com slash Network and become a $1 patron, um, $1 a month patron. And uh, as soon as that happens, you get a free copy of the movie sent to you.
0: Yeah, we've already given out six. So we got two more left. As of this recording, we have two more left. So definitely get on it as soon as you can because there's only two left. And it's your chance to get a free copy of Avengers Infinity War. Uh, And then you can join the viewing party, which you didn't mention, Joe and Anthony Russo are going to be hosting that. So they will be part of the viewing party uh, talking to the fans while everyone's watching the film,
1: which is pretty cool. So do do I understand correctly? Right. Those are the directors of the movie. So do I understand? Is this going to be like a live Facebook event from
0: what? Yeah. From everything that I've, I've read it read up on it. It's going to be on that Facebook group or page that you RSVP to, Uh, You will jump on there and the discussion will just be going on through Facebook while you're watching the movie. So you throw the movie up on your TV through whatever you have, Fire Stick, uh, Apple TV, Xbox, whatever you have Voodoo on. You throw it up on there, watch the movie, and join the viewing party and converse with everybody.
1: Absolutely. And I think it should be a really good time. If I have the opportunity to, I'm going to sit down and do it myself
0: i'm planning on it i definitely if it's not for the entire time i will definitely be on for a certain amount of time i just want to see what it's like i want to see i want to get involved with the community and talk to everybody because it was a damn good movie so let's see what everybody else thinks
1: damn right and you could get it for free technically it's free but technically it's not free all you all you do is pay a buck ultimately if you do it right now for the rest of the year you are a patron you're getting the movie for $5, which is significantly cheaper than it is in any other capacity. It's like 20 bucks if you order yeah. it yourself. So you can $15 discount.
0: No, exactly. I mean, that's not a bad deal at all.
1: And again, it's not even
0: like you're buying that because when you join our Patreon, and if you join it for just that $1 a month, you're getting... More content from our network and different, you know, perks for that. That's what you're paying for, and one of the perks is guess what? You're getting a free
1: copy of Avengers: Infinity War. So, can't beat it. Absolutely, absolutely, and and uh, Colton and Barbara, or yeah, they've already put up uh, a Patreon exclusive uh, podcast. Yeah, well. That's actually going to be Or no, going, it was an yeah. episode uh, that you guys posted. The
0: Early yeah. Access episode. Early Access, yeah. Early Access. Our um, exclusive... Shows should be up by the end of this week. Uh, our first exclusive show is going to be what we call Movie Boot. It is the Movie Reboot Podcast, where we just sit down, we talk about a movie, we take a movie, any movie, and we just reboot that film. And we sit there and say, "This is how we would do it." And it's not to say that we hated the film. It's not to say that the movie was bad. We just take it and reboot it and just have fun with it. You know, just take another somebody else's IP and just say, "Hey, if we had control of it, this is what we would do." I just think it's kind of an interesting concept. I know that with how many reboots and reimaginings that we get of movies today, they're making money, so people want to see different ideas. That's We just brought it to, uh, to a podcast. Uh, this week, uh, we're releasing our movie boot where we took... Uh, the last jedi and rebooted the last jedi because of how divisive it has been we thought you know what this could be interesting let's see what how we would have done it and it's an interesting concept and dynamic because we we don't we don't get together prior and say hey these are our ideas we go. We come up with like, okay, we're going to do this movie, and then we come up with things in our head, and then when we sit down, it's the first time we talk about it. So we play off of each other. So we're like, okay, so what do you think's going on here, Colton? And he, you know, he's, you know, we start the movie and we just go back and forth. And when one of us gets stuck somewhere, like where do we go from here? The other person kind of takes over and goes from there. So it's a fun, interesting dynamic. Uh, we've done it in the past on my podcast in the past, which we will be putting up on Patreon as well. Uh, we've. Done like the Matrix. We did the Terminator. Uh, we did Dragon Ball Evolution. So we like did some different things and we threw them up there. Or well, they'll be on the Patreon very soon. Hopefully by the end of this week. But it's a fun time, it really is.
1: So when you're doing this, are you basically like are you have do you have the movie playing? No,
0: no. We uh we don't have the movie playing because the idea is to reboot it like almost reboot it, reimagine it completely. Like we sometimes will take ideas and similar beats from the movie and add it into our what we're talking about. And especially on like this this Last Jedi wonders. I, I kept the Last Jedi title and you know, we found a way to make it relevant within the movie and different Ideas like you know Octu we kept in the movie but we kind of changed it a little bit and it like the whole scenes that happened there that's kind of the idea is just okay yeah the, like for instance Colton and I love The Last Jedi we really enjoy it but you know, were like it wasn't what we wanted we still like it but it's not what we wanted so let's see what we would have done what what how different it would have been if we did it and that's kind of the idea so I don't know <laughs> i don't know what else to say about it
1: <laughs> well yeah just i mean yeah you can figure it out real quickly for a buck you can hear that
0: yeah that's it check it out uh if and honestly if you if you're not 100 percent sure you could go back and check out some of our previous ones you just have to go back to on to the bridging the geekdoms uh uh, podcast feed you have to go back about a year but you'll find some of the early ones that we tried those are a little more rough because we were still getting our podcast feed underneath of us but uh, you'll get the idea from that and if you think it's cool or if you like star wars and what it, or or if you hated the last jedi check it out on our patreon because you might like that story even more
1: sweet i'm totally gonna check that shit out because last jedi wasn't off for me <laughs>
0: i mean we have we've had that discussion you know i've had that discussion so oh i know and
1: the listeners of the show they understand they know where we all come from
0: yeah yeah that'll happen
1: all right man so do you want to go ahead and get into this normally what i what we do is we have dc news marvel news and uh star wars news sometimes rick and morty News, some Wizarding World news, and in other news. And we have nothing but Star Wars and Marvel, it's so it seems, but there's some discussion inducing topics here. And we can go ahead and get, yeah,
0: before we jump into Marvel though, let's let's talk DC real quick because, uh, we've each done our own podcast about it, you know, about Comic Con. Uh, I mean. Shazam and Aquaman what are your expectations for those movies not so much how did you like the trailers or what did you think about what was a comic-con because we talked about that already but what's your expectation what do you think is going to come of the DC universe the cinematic universe after those two movies do you think as some people are saying oh those those are make or break for this universe these are either going to save what they've created or it's just going to get even shittier and it, they're going to have to reboot what do you, you think is going to come of them um, sorry I kind of threw a curveball there question. <laughs>
1: It's a little bit of a great question. I, um, you know, I don't know. I, I, I think Aquaman has a lot of promise, and I think it's going to go over well. And I think Shazam shows a tremendous step in the right direction as far as adding some comedy to it. I don't think that it is the marvelization of the DCEU, like some people say, but I do agree that I, it will maybe not save the universe, but definitely put it back on track where it needs to go. That along both those movies along with wonder woman 1984 might bring people back around. And so long as they can keep the story nice and cohesive, I'll tell you right now, if they show a scene in Aquaman where he saves Clark Kent, I'm they can have all my money.
0: Yeah. Yeah. If they, if they go back to that scene from man of steel and show him saving, that would be interesting. Uh, if they did, I don't think they're going to do that. It would be cool if they did, but I just, I don't see that happening. Uh, I, I think I honestly think Wonder Woman is kind of its own thing. I think whether Aquaman and Shazam you know succeed or fail, Wonder Woman is going to continue. They'll do Wonder Woman 1984. They'll do another Wonder Woman. Everything like that. Uh, and I think they'll find a way to reboot it with keeping her within the the universe. If that if if they were to fail, I I, I truly believe that. I think the grand universe of the DC. EU, as it's dubbed, I think does hinge on Aquaman and Shazam more than people want to admit. Uh, I, I think the trailers were promising. Uh, I, I personally was more uh, impressed with Shazam than Aquaman. I had some issues with the Aquaman trailer. It looks good. I'm looking forward to seeing it. And if you know me at all, you know that I am a pretty big DC fanboy. But that's Shazam trailer, holy hell, man! I I I've watched it so many times. I I absolutely love it. I was showing my kids, and they're all excited about it now. So, I I think that's a a great sign. Uh, but I I really think that they have they have to to toe the line and not going the Marvel route. And I think that that they they kind of were talking about that. I think in things that have leaked out and come out over the past couple months, where the idea of not doing the team ups, doing the single standalone films, and maybe eventually doing team ups. Uh, that's kind of the idea that they want to go with, and that's a good idea. But they have a really cool thing going with for them right now, with all these plans for the the villain side of movies, like doing solo villain films. I think is a brilliant idea because it's something Marvel hasn't done. So really build up your villain because what's the biggest problem in Marvel? Their villains. Their villains have been. Subpar, with the exception of maybe two or three of them out of twenty films. I think if DC does it the way that they're looking at doing it, you know, building up these villains and and making them more interesting and more uh, in depth, I think that that could really help make their universe different enough from the MCU to be relevant. And uh, they tried the thing with going dark and gritty. I enjoyed it. Some people didn't. So you know instead of just saying oh let's just copy what marvel's doing no they should still try to do something different i hope that's what they do
1: i completely agree i completely agree with that i uh shit man what the fuck was i just gonna say um (laughs) oh yeah i have a curveball for you are you Uh, ready for this okay okay you loved mission impossible 6 correct oh
0: it was fantastic it was absolutely fantastic
1: was it worth Mustache Gate?
0: Okay. Boom! <laughs> the mustache was not needed in Mission Impossible. It wasn't. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't. Um, do you? Should I give out spoilers for Mission Impossible? Do you care? Do your fans care? I, I could know. give.
1: I could give two shits. Uh, just you know, here's your spoiler warning. Rob's going to spoil <laughs> some Mission Impossible Six shit. So okay. uh, yeah. go for. it. I haven't seen All a right. single one of them fucking movies. So Three. I have no clue.
0: Two, one. Spoilers, look out! Henry Cavill actually plays the bad guy in the movie, in Mission Impossible, and it's kind of a, a mediocre twist. It's you, you, it, it's shoved in your face pretty early on. So if you miss it, you're an idiot. But uh, it, it, you, it, it's a twist that comes up. And the reason why he did the whole beard and mustache for the movie was because they wanted to have a, a contrast between him and Tom Cruise. Because Tom Cruise is always clean-shaven and everything like that. They wanted to see enough of a difference between the two. And also, if you go back in, in time with like all those old-timey movies, the villain always had a mustache, you know? And that's kind of what they were playing off of, is that whole idea of the bad guy having a mustache, that kind of thing. Did he need it? Absolutely not. However, I can understand why Cavill decided to do that because people know him as Superman. So if you see him beating up people without the mustache, you're going to automatically think Superman. So I think it did disconnect him a little bit more from Superman, but it wasn't like a plot device. It wasn't anything really specific that was needed. Uh, They probably could have found a way to explain that he shaved between scenes. Like, you know, it could have been something really easy that they could have done and they just decided not to do it. So I don't think it was necessary. The movie was fantastic though. Go see it. Especially if you're a fan of the Mission Impossible movies, you're going to love it. If not, still go see it. Colton liked it. He hasn't seen a Mission Impossible since Mission Impossible 2 and he enjoyed them. So go see it. But yeah, it, it wasn't it wasn't worth the mustache gate at all. But uh, th- <laughs> here's the thing. Mustache or no mustache, Justice League would have been the same would have turned out the same way. And while I did enjoy the movie, it still was Uh, very much not what I expected or wanted. So it still would have turned out the same way. And again, yeah, we wouldn't have the bad CGI mouth, but the CGI mouth isn't what made Justice League not what it should have been or could have been. So that's the way I look at it.
1: So speaking of that scene and speaking of the Shazam trailer, I think that the... I can't remember his name, but the kid. Not Freddy. Billy. The kid Freddy. that's opposite Billy. Freddy. 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 Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure that those two are the ones that were interviewing Superman.
0: Uh, I hope so. I would love to see that somehow played, or you know, put into Justice League, or not Justice League, into Shazam somehow, that that was them. I hope so. Uh, I just think that's a cool interesting dynamic and that would be an interesting way to connect Superman to Shazam and as well as uh, do what you said about Aquaman saving Superman like showing Superman in these movies you know in, in a different way not necessarily as Superman or even as like a a main character but you know just have that that camera like maybe at the end of Shazam I again we don't know where Shazam exactly takes place I know it's after It's after Superman comes back to life. But that recording at the beginning of Justice League was after Superman came back to life. So they could play this where Shazam ends like at that moment, at that scene. And we see Freddy and Billy, you know, at that scene and they're fiddling with a camera to get Superman and it kind of ends there. That'd be kind of cool, so.
1: Hell yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I... there's some sort of Easter egg in that I was watching in the trailer, uh, or I watched like a trailer breakdown by like a newspaper that was like back on the wall in the back of Shazam, and I think uh, you're you're pretty spot on with the uh, timeline.
0: Yeah, well, that's that's where I got it because it talks about Superman, you know, being coming back or he's back or something like that in the newspaper. Uh, but there's a lot of Easter eggs in that trailer. So, if you haven't found all the Easter eggs, you may not have yet. I mean, go back and just rewatch it, especially when they're it's the scenes with Freddy. Like those are the biggest ones because he's so, his character in the comics is obsessed with superheroes, and he's a collector of superhero memorabilia and and stuff like that. So you're gonna see a lot of references to the other heroes in the universe. In that movie, which I think is pretty cool.
1: Oh, absolutely! All right. Well, shall we move forward then? Yeah. Since we got all that out of our systems. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So let's see here. We're gonna go into some some Marvel universe news here, and we're gonna talk real quick about this uh, Avengers Four news that dropped a mere five hours ago. So it's looking like Avengers 4, the release date, may be pushed up to April of 2019 instead of May. And that would be in North America. And this is according to the IMAX schedule. Um, And I know that it is happening in the UK, so let me just read this real quick. It says, Marvel may be planning another shift in movie dates moving up the release of Avengers 4, the highly anticipated follow-up to Avengers Infinity War, one week to coincide with its UK release. Although Avengers 4 is already releasing in the United Kingdom in April, the IMAX schedule lists movies by their domestic release dates, suggesting that the blockbuster has indeed been moved up stateside. Furthermore, as comic Book points out, I'm not sure what that means, comicbook.com maybe, IMAX makes notes for international markets. For any exceptions made on the schedule, there are no mentions included for Avengers 4. Marvel has not officially announced any change in the dates, but assuming the IMAX schedule is correctly updated with the new release window, it is likely that the North American release has been moved up to coincide. So that's pretty interesting. Yeah. Same thing that happened with uh, Infinity War.
0: Yeah, moved up one week to. Uh, it was. I, I think the biggest thing why they did that was for spoilers. You know, they like, any time a movie comes out and it's separated by weeks for. You know, Europe or, or you know something like that, overseas to domestic. There's always a risk of spoilers coming out prior to you know it being released elsewhere. I think that's what they were trying to avoid with Avengers: Infinity War, and it could very well be what they're doing here, also.
1: Oh, absolutely! I bet you that's exactly what they're doing.
0: And honestly, I, I'm I'm all for it. The sooner we get it, the better. I I just think it's curious because that would just be a month. Roughly a month, if that, between Captain Marvel and Avengers Four, and i I'm surprised that i I actually originally expected either Captain Marvel to come earlier or Avengers to be pushed to later in May. Uh, that's what I originally thought was going to happen because when I was looking at the schedule a while ago, I was like that's that's really close Now I know that March came out or uh, Black Panther came out in March. You know, this past year or so. Or no, it was February. Was that February or March?
1: Uh, Not sure.
0: But either way, I mean, that was still a very short time between the two. So I don't know. I just, I'm surprised that they would release two movies so close together like that. So maybe we will see Captain Marvel get pushed earlier, maybe into February or something. I don't know. Or not. It may just stay where it's at. Who knows?
1: Yeah. And then also, I mean, Shazam comes out in April also. So it'll be you know and if if Avengers 4 comes out at the tail end of Shazam's run then that could hurt it at the box office
0: mm. yeah I mean that could Yeah, that, that that's going to be an interesting or interesting thing that happens here it's just to see what happens is is Warner Brothers going to budge and say you know what we want to kind of stay away from the Marvel train and you know move Shazam or will you know Marvel and Disney say you know what let's split our two movies up a little bit because that could give a little bit of room or breathing room for Shazam as well because uh, i i, I want to say captain marvel comes out i want to say it's like the middle the middle of march and then Shazam is like the second week of april so you figure within 6 weeks we would have these three big movies which is absolutely absurd so
1: yeah interesting yeah it's going to be it's going to be a fun uh, 2019
0: yeah de- definitely will be i, I, I well yeah cuz we got Spider-Man. Then in July, Wonder Woman in November. Then is there another Marvel? No, those are the three Marvel films next year: Captain Marvel, Avengers, Spider-Man, and then the two DC. Well, three DC because Joker's coming out next year also. So,
1: yeah, very interesting. Twenty nineteen is uh, <laughs> it's gonna be the year. It's gonna be it's like gonna be a weird year.
0: What year was that? Twenty. Sixteen was it? I think it was 2016. We had a whole crap ton of of movies. Uh, First, you know, comic book, then plus Star Wars and everything like that. It was just a crazy year. So that's kind of what 2019 is looking like again.
1: Just going to get worse from here. Better but worse, you know what I'm saying?
0: Well, honestly, I think, and we're about to get into that, uh, I think it's going to not be as fruitful as we have been used to because again, even with 2019, you know, we have, uh, uh, the, the Fox movies coming out in 2019, you know, we're going to get into that all here shortly, but so, I mean, 2019 is packed like chock full of comic book movies. And I don't think it's going to be like that much longer. And tell us why Deej. (laughs)
1: Uh, Let's see here. So the, uh, (laughs) Disney-Fox merger is officially official. (laughs) There you go. Fantastic Four and the X-Men are coming home. Yeah. I I think it's great news. I know you
0: probably believe it's it's great news as well. However, it's great news from a creative standpoint, but from a fan standpoint, right now Marvel and Disney have three comic book movies a year. At most, they may push it to doing four a year, Uh, but I don't see them going above that. But if you really think about it, Right now next year between Fox and Marvel films we have five movies coming out so we're going to get less fewer films because of this merger most likely because again I don't see them doing more than four a year that would just be absurd I mean they'll make their money but I, I just where are they gonna put it where are they gonna fit all of those movies you know you can't just you can't just throw them out there you know January is a, a, a crappy month for for films. That's where most of the the shitty films go. You might have one film come out in January, like this coming January, we have uh, Glass, you know, which is the sequel to Unbreakable and Split. That's coming out, but again, that's not a huge, huge film. February is usually the lovey-dovey month. You know, you get your Fifty Shades of Grey movies and stuff like that, and Deadpool. And, <laughs> but March is really worth two things... interesting choices. <laughs> uh, you know, then you have March, which is very, very much the beginning of the uh, movie-going months. You know, and it kind of starts in March and that's where some of your lesser known films will come out. But ones that people like studios are like, these are good enough to not be in January or February, not quite good enough to be in summer. So they kind of put them out in March and April. Uh, And it used to be the summer really started like mid May. And that was thanks to like star Wars. Star Wars was really the big proponent behind that. Since then, Marvel has kind of, taken that on their own and moved it to now it looks like the end of april is where that's happening so unless marvel was like you know we'll put one in january we'll put one in in march we'll put one in june we'll put yeah like if they're gonna do one every couple months but i just i don't see that happening because it'll take away from the money that they get from these other films which is why i was saying i was worried about captain marvel and avengers coming out so close together because you got to remember like take a look at wonder woman for instance wonder woman was huge and it benefited from there not being any other comic book movie right around it last year like there was nothing for about four four or five weeks i think i think it was four weeks until spider-man came out after it so that gave it a whole month for wonder woman to really get you know get its its money and get its get get its following Captain Marvel on the other hand like this is supposed to be as big as Wonder Woman you know it's Marvel's first female superhero film and just a few weeks later Shazam is coming out so is Shazam gonna hurt Captain Marvel could that you know because it is another superhero movie is so when people you know when it's the third week of Captain Marvel's run are people gonna say oh let's go see Captain Marvel and say oh look at this new comic book movie that's what people are talking about let's go see that and that's kind of the worry when when it comes to scheduling out films it's hard to you know you don't want to hurt yourself so marvel they just they they could they, you know they could either do something really interesting and have literally a movie every two months and try it out or they could just stick to what they're doing and doing three a year and they know that that they know that that works they get their money they get all of the money so why would they change it? So I just you know again getting back to the point that I started on with all this, uh, it, it's just scary because yeah we go from having a potential five or six seven eight comic book movies a year with DC Marvel Fox and Sony, to now having you know five you know at at most so that's kind of upsetting. Again th- that's of <laughs> course DC could take take the uh, take the lead now and start putting up more of their own if they put two or three or four out a year. So, who knows? I just don't think. I, I again, I think from a creative side, it's a, it's great. We're going to see Fantastic 4, we're going to see
1: X-Men. Which how do you think the X-Men's going to show up?
0: That's a, that's a question.
1: Yeah. John and I talked about this on 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 their episode of Spoiler Country that I was on. It's interesting. I, I basically don't think that they're going to do any origins at all. Um, and I think that they should just take advantage of the plot point of Avengers four with whatever means of time travel they're going to be doing. Cause I'm sure they're going to do something and sort of just make them already exist.
0: I I think that's, that's probably the best idea. Uh, I've said this a while ago that they can either do one of two things. They either just exist and they always have existed or, or what they can do is have the use of the gauntlet do something with the gauntlet um but i guess now that there's talk of it being something else not the gauntlet but whatever like the um not the new gods That's dc what's the other what's the uh i can't think right now too much comic book stuff but there's an other idea of of introducing them in a way uh, i i just think it would be cool to say like it was the gauntlet that Uh, activated the mutant gene inside of people you know something happen happens in Avengers 4 with I don't know who knows what happens in Avengers 4 at this point but just you know saying like this something happens with the and the mutant gene is activated and kind of start the X-Men in this time period like start it where I know you don't we don't want origins but it'd be kind of interesting to see how it would start in this day and age because we always we've seen the stories of how it started in in the 40s and the 50s and the 60s you know through the films that we've gotten already but let's just say what if it happened now with the way the world is now how would they react to mutants now i think that would be kind of an interesting concept to do Uh, i'm not sure they will i know that there's a lot of people are like i don't want more origins and you wouldn't necessarily need to have like a huge origin story you could probably get it completed within one film and then just build off of it from there. But I don't know. It'd be interesting. We'll see what happens.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. I'm pretty excited to uh I that's the I just personally the way I the the way I view it. I'm tired of origin stories, you know what I mean? They can fix most things with just a simple line Saying like, Oh yeah, those four right there, they got fucked up in space and now they're the Fantastic Four. That's yeah. all we need to fucking know.
0: No, that makes sense. For the Fantastic Four, just do that. I think it would be brilliant, like, if they if in one of the upcoming movies you know, that like Reed Richards just happens to be in, in the movie. Like, you know, they're like, Hey, I know this doctor. And they go see Dr. Reed Richards. And they're like, and and they just say, you know, Hey man, how are you since the accident? You know, we heard what happened. And like, at that point, like he stretches his arm really long to grab something. He's like, well, some interesting things have happened, you know, like, so like something like that would be cool to to add into it. So like, you're like, okay, so that happened. So Fantastic Four is here. Sweet. You know, just something that simple.
1: Yeah, that's all you—that's all you kind of need. People, nobody complained at all. Whenever you get like lines from Spider-Man: Homecoming, where you're just like, you know what happened to Aunt May? You know she's what she's been through, and blah 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 blah. And yeah. then you get little simple lines of him talking to Tony Stark, where you're just like, yeah, I've been Spider-Man for six months already.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Here's a YouTube video of it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, again, I, either way that they go, I just want to see. I just want to see the X-Men with the avengers I, I would love to see an x-men versus, versus avengers i mean that's something that could happen now we can see avengers versus the x-men like why not see that happen you know I, I just i think it would be a good time a fun time
1: it would definitely be special
0: i and i do say this and i'm kind of upset about it because i know Hugh Jackman's not going to come back as wolverine nor should he i don't care what anybody says he had a great send off. I don't think he should come back as as Wolverine. He's he's done his time. But the the, the person that I would have cast as Wolverine, uh, I mean, he could potentially do it because he's already jumped from one uh, like comic book franchise to another already. But Tom Hardy, Tom Hardy would have been perfect as Wolverine. I think. Uh, but he's now Venom. You know, he was already Bane. So he was almost Rick Flag and and Suicide Squad also.
1: Did you see that thing about fucking Ryan Reynolds wanting to be Wally West?
0: Okay, that's the craziest thing, all right? Because you, you say that, about 10 or 15 years ago, uh, not, well, 12 years ago, I was working at Hollywood Video, and a bunch of my employees, I was the manager there, and a bunch of my employees were just nerds and, geek, and geeks like me. You know, we just talked comics all the time. And that's when, like, the, the superhero movies were really starting to, to pick up. And uh, actually, it was right around the time when Superman Returns came out cause I remember going to the movies with a couple of my employees to see it. Anyway, we were sitting there talking we're like, "Hey, if they made a Justice League movie, who would you cast as the roles?" I always said Ryan Reynolds as Wally West. Not Barry Allen, but Wally West. I said, "One he has the the attitude and and, and just the the way that you look at Wally West, that's Ryan Reynolds. It's like you that's him. That's absolutely him. Plus he had the build. At the time he completely had the build for for One for the flash always said that so when he came out and said that i was like see he even knows he knows he should have been wally west so
1: fuck yeah dude he was all about it i read that i just read that article it was interesting
0: that would have been fantastic he like he was definitely my number one choice like i wanted to see that for so long don't get me wrong still to this day my favorite my favorite uh iteration of the flash on cartoons or, or live action is actually michael rosenbaum's uh, as wally west on the justice league unlimited cartoon i still think he's the best uh close second would be um what's his face from the tv show uh i can't think but yeah from the current TV Grant show. gustin yeah there we go Grant gustin so uh but as barry allen but you know when it comes to just flash like the, you know When I think of Flash, who do I think of right away? And I always think of Michael Rosenbaum's uh, character from the the cartoon. Just like I think of, you know, Batman the Animated Series. When I think Batman, that's still where I go. Like, if I read a Batman comic, I'm I'm hearing Michael Con- Or not Michael Conroy, Kevin Conroy's voice. (laughs) Kevin Conroy's voice. Whenever I'm reading a comic, that's what I hear. Like, you know, I don't hear Ben Affleck. I don't hear Michael Keaton. Like, everybody has that that one that they relate to, you know, it's like, okay, not relate to, but connect to. So that's, that's at least for me, but yes, Ryan Reynolds should have been Wally West flash. If they ever made a live action version of Wally West back in the day. Now, not so much. Keep him as Deadpool. Don't confuse people.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Which they better,
0: they better put Deadpool in the Marvel universe. I'm sorry. They they just have to, I I mean, I know it's going to be tough, But it wouldn't be that difficult. I know you guys talked about it on Spoiler Country. But it wouldn't be that difficult to do. Because he can... Yes, he is edgy and he does have, like... You know, he does swear and stuff like that. I get that. But you could absolutely add him into a Marvel film. Without any problem at all. Because you figure, screen time, he would get, what, three minutes? Four minutes screen time, maybe? Like, think of what the... Think of what the characters that aren't Tony Stark or Steve Rogers get in Avengers movies, you know, they don't get that much screen time. So you could absolutely put Deadpool into that movie and not have to worry about the, the outcry and the edginess and the swearing, because that's not what he always is. He's not swearing every word, you know? And I just think it would be, it would be dumb to not connect his universe to that, to the Marvel.
1: I think, I think they'll connect it. They better. (laughs) And <laughs> don't make empty threats, Bob.
0: Oh, okay. It's not empty. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> Bob Iger. You hear me, Kevin Foggy? You hear me? <laughs> oh shit!
1: <laughs> we will. We will boycott.
0: Yes, exactly. No, probably not.
1: <laughs> no, we'll still go. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> They've already got our money, man.
0: How about How about Guardians of the Galaxy? Are they going to have your money?
1: I don't know, man. I'm probably, yeah, probably still go regardless just because we kind of sort of have to. Yeah, yeah,
0: I I mean, I loved the first Guardians, second Guardians I didn't love so much, but with the news with the the third, what happened with James Gunn, I I, I mean, I don't know. I I really like James Gunn after... Hearing some interviews with him over the past couple weeks and couple months prior to this news coming out of his Twitter stuff, like I, I was really like, like starting to really like James Gunn as a person, as a director, as a writer. Like you know, just hearing his story, how he got to where he was, very interesting. And again, I, I'm not a big fan of the second Guardians of the Galaxy. I, I felt that it wasn't done very well, but I'm still, I would still absolutely go see another James Gunn Guardians. Absolutely, because that's how good the first one was for me. And people need to also remember that, you know, I I hear a lot of people saying, well, they did the Guardians in Avengers Infinity War without James Gunn. False. False. He actually wrote almost all the lines for the Guardians in Avengers Infinity War. So people need to to remember that. Nobody else has handled these Guardians yet. And uh, James Gunn is the only one that really, truly understands these characters. not saying... Another director, or writer couldn't handle them, but it'd be kind of difficult. I think.
1: Yes, I agree. So in the in the process of all that happening, it looks like the cast of the Guardians of the Galaxy came out and they released a statement to reinstate James Gunn. Um, it's kind of lengthy, but I'm going to go ahead and read it. You want to split it with me? Sure. Uh, you want me to start? Or you want to start? Uh, I, I got it. I, I'll start. It says to quote to our friends and fans. We fully support James Gunn and we are all shocked by his abrupt firing last week and we have intentionally waited these three, uh, these 10 days to respond in order to think, pray, listen, and discuss. In that time, we have been encouraged by the outpouring of support from fans and members of the media who wish to see James reinstated as the director of Volume 3 as well as um, discouraged by those so easily duped into believing that many outlandish conspiracy theories surrounding him being in the guardians of the galaxy movies has been a great honor in each of our lives we cannot let this moment pass without expressing our love support and gratitude for james we are um not excuse me we are not here to defend his jokes of many years ago but rather to share our experience having spent many years together on set making guardians of the galaxy one and two the character he has shown in the wake of his firing is consistent with the man he was every day on set and his apology now and from years ago when it first when first addressing these remarks we believe is from the heart a heart uh a heart all know heart we all know trust and love in casting each each of us to help Him tell the story of misfits who find redemption, he changed our lives forever. We believe the theme of the redemption has never been more relevant than now. Each of us look forward to working with our friend James again in the future. His story isn't over, not by a long shot. Uh, There is, and I'll I'll continue, uh, there is little due process
0: in the court of public opinion. James is likely not the last good person to be put on trial. Given the growing political divide in this country, it's safe to say instances like this will continue. Although we hope Americans from across the political spectrum can ease up on the character assassinations and stop weaponizing mob, mob mentality. It is our hope that what has transpired can serve as an example for all of us to realize the enormous responsibility we have to ourselves and to each other regarding the use of our written words when we etch them in digital stone. That we as a society may learn from this experience and in the future will think twice before we decide what we want to express and in so learning perhaps can harness this capability to help and heal instead of hurting each other thank you for taking the time to read our words the guardians of the galaxy and uh there's a petition to rehire james gunn as the director it has now reached more than three hundred thirty-five thousand signatures at the time of the publishing of this letter, uh, and it is set to release in two thousand twenty. Yeah, two thousand twenty. Uh, look, I, I got to say this: I'm completely on board with them rehiring him. I think he was fired unjustly and very and, and way too quickly. Uh, I said this a couple weeks ago on my podcast that I believe that this and just like they're saying. Uh, This is a lesson for people to see that even if you are somebody who is uh, just has a, a dirty mind, not so much a dirty mind, but just, you know, just isn't in the right mindset, you know, when you say things that you probably shouldn't say that you can be forgiven for that. You know, like, that's that's kind of the idea of humanity is, is, you know, you have to forgive people. You have to give people second chances. We're all human. We all make mistakes. We all go through difficult times. So, and them firing James Gunn so quickly, despite how, what he has done for that company, and he was going to do, he was going to do a whole, you know, he was going to build the, ga- the Galactic Universe for Marvel. And out of all of that, the fact that they fired him so quickly, I think was just... A bad thing to show not fans but kids as well like they you know they're showing kids look you screw up one time that's it you're done forget it you, you can't you can't direct anymore or you can't live life like you lived anymore and that's not the right lesson to teach the, the right lesson to teach is look if you screw up you can be forgiven as long as you right the wrongs as long as you become a better person you will be forgiven and you will be able to continue on with your life I think that's what they need to, to do, and they just haven't done that yet. And I don't think – I honestly, regardless of what the cast is saying, regardless of this petition, I don't see Disney backing down from this. I just don't. I don't see it happening. You don't think so? I don't. I, I just – because Disney's that machine. They make a decision, and that's what it is. Uh, I, and I think that they're more worried of the PR side than anything else, and yeah, 335,000 signatures. They know people are still going to go see Guardians of the Galaxy. They probably took a took a look and said, "Okay, here were the ticket numbers from the first two Guardians of the Galaxy, and I'm I can damn well guarantee that it's more than 335,000 people that went and saw that movie. A hell of a lot more than that." You know, so they're probably looking at it from a, a financial side saying, "If those if even if all those 335,000 people don't go see this movie, it's not going to hurt them financially." You know, like it's it's not gonna it's not gonna put put any kind of dent in their pocketbook. I think that's the way they're gonna look at it. They're gonna look at it from a business standpoint, uh, and they're gonna say, "Look, we can't look like fools. We can't make ourselves like, oh, yeah, we did this too quickly, so we're gonna rehire them because then they just look stupid." If they go, "Look, we're standing by what we said. It's unfortunate, and maybe in the future we can work with James Gunn." That's what I see happening. I see them coming out with a statement saying, "You know, and in, in the future we could." do something with James Gunn but at this point in time we've already moved on and we're you know we have somebody in mind or whatever or that maybe they announce a director who knows uh, could it be Kevin Smith could that could that be what he's been talking about the IP that he could be doing but <laughs> doubtful I doubt it I'm not yeah I, that was a, that was a joke uh, but again like that's that's what I see happening I, I and honestly I think right now Warner Brothers needs to go to James Gunn and be like hey look they let you out there come over here for DC come on Come on, <laughs> you have the yeah, look. Yeah, it's these new char- fucking
1: Green Lantern.
0: These characters are taken already. Take your pick. Pick any other one; it's yours. Have fun. <laughs> like I think that's what they should do. Uh, maybe they have already. Who knows? But uh, yeah, I, I don't. And that that could be something that happens also. What if James Gunn? He say he got fired. I mean, he is a hot director and writer. Like he's been writing for years. It, it's very possible that by this point in time, another studio has already grabbed them up so even if marvel wants to hire him back they may not be able to because he may have already signed another contract elsewhere so people need to recognize that as well
1: it's true he'd be a perfect fit for green lantern
0: yeah yeah uh he likes to write his own stuff though and jeff johns is writing green lantern so i don't see that happening i i, I mean i could see him doing something i mean he could do something do martian manhunter there we go bring that up
1: (laughs) that sounds good wait (laughs) didn't you suggest that on your show
0: uh martian uh, colton wants martian manhunter really bad so i think we may have said that i don't know
1: (laughs) i mean me too i want fucking martian manhunter too he's such a pussy on supergirl
0: yeah yeah they've really dumbed that character down a bit on that show which don't get me uh, look i know we're out of the dc segment but I, I, I am really upset with what those shows are doing right now, so I'm not going to talk about them because it's upsetting me. <laughs> it's probably a little too uh, risque for me to talk about it on here why I'm upset. So.
1: <laughs> interesting. So, Very interesting. Yeah, I don't. I, I could rant all day about that fucking shit.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's just... Mm, okay. So, But yeah, I, again, Guardians, I... I i really don't know what they're gonna do i know that james gunn he was just going to do this trilogy like he was going to do three guardians and then he was going to move on to other stuff in the marvel universe like that was his plan so are those plans next now like are they gonna are they even gonna release guardians 3 because james gunn did write a script they could still use his script i'm sure uh, I mean they maybe you know they if they if they bought the script or if they hired him to write a script it's their script so they could use it or use it yeah, as that's a, true or use it as a template you know and and go from there so who really knows what they're gonna do because uh, again I, I listened to a podcast he was on a podcast with Michael Rosenbaum his his podcast uh, I think want to say three or four weeks ago and he talked about how he finished a draft of the script already so they could very easily use that as a template and move forward with with Guardians 3 without almost any any hiccups if they can get somebody in there quick enough it could still come out in 2020
1: that's very true interesting i uh oh man i don't i just don't know it's just fucking crazy people are deleting their twitter accounts chris mckay deleted his twitter account today
0: really i didn't see that
1: yeah i saw it on the news feeds Jeez. The supposed director of the uh, supposed Nightwing movie coming out.
0: Man. I I don't know this. People need to stop being. They need to stop being assholes on social media. Stop stop trying to be a hard ass on social media because it's ruining it for everybody. I'm not saying that social media is a fun place because honestly, I've had some pretty bad experiences myself with social media in the past. Yeah, you have, but. I mean, honestly, like, just stop being assholes. Just enjoy. It's supposed to be a fun social thing to use to 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 have that connection with other people in the world that you don't wouldn't normally have. You know, so why cause people to get so upset or just aggravated and have to leave? I, I just think that's ridiculous. Like, come on, people. Like, come on,
1: come on. <laughs> Come on, come on. Just come on. <laughs> come on. Look you I, can do I, it.
0: I think Starfire looks terrible for the Titan show also. But I'm not going on there freaking out at the actress saying you look terrible. It's not her fault. <laughs> she's it's her job. Like she's doing what she's told to do. You, you know, like, it's she's, just, doing, she's doing what she was paid to do. Exactly. Like you can't get mad at somebody for that.
1: Oh, ah, so well, you can get mad at somebody for whatever the fuck you please.
0: Yeah, I mean, you're but... right. you could, but it's pointless. It's it's stupid. It's idiotic. It's all those words that make you out to be an idiot.
1: I agree. <laughs> that doesn't always work out, though, Bob. You know that.
0: Yeah, yeah, I know.
1: I know. <laughs> you know, there's a certain species of human being out there that doesn't know. Anyway. So, let's go ahead and and talk some uh, X-Men Dark Phoenix, New Mutants, and all that good stuff. Apparently, uh, it has been redacted that it was canceled and has been confirmed instead for a 2019 release.
0: Excuse me. I still don't
1: buy it. You don't buy it? No,
0: no. I've said for months, I think since we first heard about this possible... Disney Fox acquisition which I think was before Christmas we first heard about it (coughs) excuse me Uh, I I really I've been saying that either New Mutants or Dark Phoenix was going to get cancelled if not both and I know like the whole like thing that people were talking about oh they've already you know thrown 150 million 200 million dollars into each of these movies they're not just going to let that go to waste okay yeah it's possible but now with this sale going through the sale will be completed before the movies even come out. Why would Disney want to confuse everybody? It's not really any, like it's no money lost for them essentially per se, you know, like it really isn't. So if they just said, you know what, we're going to shelve these and that's it. They could do that or they could shelve them. And then in 10 years release, Hey, the never before released dark Phoenix, the never before released this and just throw it on their on demand service or digitally or something like that and make some money for it i just i i really don't think that they're going to come out after all the stuff that we've heard how many you know how poorly received uh the movies have been for the the test audiences how they have to go and do extensive reshoots also the cast hasn't really said much about these movies you know they were pushed each both movies were pushed back months not just weeks but months, you know, almost an entire year, these movies were pushed back that, that just shows Fox didn't have faith in the films that, that they're having issues with it. And I, I just, I think it would be stupid to put them out. If they're that bad, why go through with paying to do the reshoots? Why go through with paying to distribute it? Just shelf it and eat the total, what? $400 million. Yeah. $400 million eat $400 million. But again like why risk putting out a bad product and getting even bad you know bad pr for it you know it, it fox doesn't care at this point they're selling so they won't care about the pr now it's on disney's side are they going to care about the pr
1: nah yeah, probably not so yeah
0: you might be right i don't know i i just i was really excited about new mutants especially because of the way that they were going for that horror feel for it but now I'm scared because of all the bad news and rumors that we've been hearing about it. And Now I'm afraid, like, okay, I was excited about the horror aspect, but hearing that it's ass, I don't want to, like, that's my problem. I'm not a big horror movie fan because, to me, most horror movies are ass. Like, they just suck. So now I don't, I have no interest in seeing New Mutants now. I'm interested in seeing Dark Phoenix, or Phoenix, or whatever they're calling it, but honestly... I still have a bad taste in my mouth from The Last Stand, from them screwing up Dark Phoenix there. So it's kind of a lose-lose situation for them, I think. They put it out. They're going to lose money for putting it out. They don't put it out. They're losing money for not putting it out. It's a lose-lose situation.
1: Yeah. I um, I don't know, man. I don't really give a shit to see these movies or not. Like, and
0: And that's another thing. People now are more excited and now going to be invested in the X Men being introduced into the MCU. This is just going to delay that. Those coming out will just delay that. Maybe. You know? Right. So maybe not. I mean, it could or could not, but people aren't going to care about this anymore. The people just want to see them in the MCU now.
1: Yeah, that's true. Hopefully they do it. I, I mean, we have to have faith in Feige. Yeah, you know hashtag F I F have faith in Feige and um, you know maybe the, you know it'll be done right. It has to be. You can't make another bad fucking Fantastic Four movie, like unless it's like Defense Against the Dark Arts class and it's a cursed fucking film. <laughs> it, it, <laughs>
0: it could be. Uh, I, I I think there's a way that they can get it. I mean, Incredibles. There you go. <laughs> Just copy the Incredibles. You got a Fantastic Four movie. Boom. You're good. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Bring Brad Bird. Or, yeah, that was Brad Bird that didn't grab it. Was it Brad Bird? Yeah. Bring him in to do yeah. it. Get Brad Bird. like <laughs> Do Fantastic Four. Thank you.
1: Yeah, why the hell not? All right, well, that being said, I just didn't feel like reading this entire article, but yeah, you pretty much covered it all. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: So let's go ahead and move into uh, your cup of tea here. It's Star Wars news, and there's uh, the casting announcement for Episode Nine and all sorts of crazy shit that have just come out. Um, see, Lucasfilm kicked off the production of Star Wars 9 by announcing the full cast, including returning fan favorites like Mark Hamill, Billy Dee Williams, and the rest of the gang from the sequel trilogy. But there are also a few new surprising names. Actors Richard E. Grant, Naomi, Ackie were revealed to be part of J.J. Abrams' upcoming movie, joined by the director's frequent collaborator, Carrie Russell. Russell was not initially included in the press release, but um has since seen or has since been added to the official site after her deal was finalized as reported by variety russell's career ignited when she played the title role in felicity which was created by abrams in the war of the planet of the apes director matt reeves um she has since starred in the americans which just wrapped up a sixth and final season on on fx Let's see. Uh, yeah, I don't think that you need to it next anymore that. Next statement here is totally pointless.
0: Yeah, all this other stuff is pretty pointless. I don't think you need to talk about it. Uh, I'm right. kind of mad. I'm kind of mad about the whole Kerry Russell thing because in uh, the podcast of Bridging the Geekdoms this week, you know, I, I talked about this and I was like, interesting that Kerry Russell wasn't on there. I was like, you know, you would think that. For somebody who could be playing you know a, a role in the movie, they would put her on there, and I was like, I know her deal may not be finalized, but you know think about it. somebody with that big of a name, if they don't put them on on the initial you know casting list, they might be hiding what role they're playing and hiding that they're actually in the film. and then the next day, boom, here it is. Like, damn it
1: <laughs> but, right
0: I, I again, I think the most interesting news that we got out of this was uh, Carrie Fisher. I I think. Oh, yeah,
1: absolutely. We used footage from episode seven.
0: Yeah. And again, you know, I I have heard a lot of people question, like, oh, how can they do that? How is it going to be done? That's, you know, her scenes in that were specifically for seven, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, everybody's right about saying that, but you have to remember who's writing the script for this movie is the person who wrote the script for seven. So he could easily, he knows what wasn't used, he can easily find ways to fit that into his script. And I'm sure that's why he took six or seven months to write the script and to get it to where he wants it to be uh, because, so he could do that, so he could fit those scenes in there, as well as finding and, and making sure with Lucasfilm and, and uh, ILM and stuff like that, making sure that they'll be able to change digitally the surroundings and everything like that so it looks like she's where she needs to be at that point in time and not in episode seven. So I, I guarantee that's why it took so long. That's why production was pushed pushed back almost seven months because of that right there.
1: Right. Huh. It's going to be very interesting to see how they managed to pull it all off. Like, DJ Abrams is kind of genius, so. Yeah. Uh,
0: I, again, I, I think it's going to be short. I, I I will say max screen time, three or four minutes. That's it for Carrie Fisher. Three or four minutes of you max. Think they'll kill her off. I, I think she will be killed off, but she will be killed off off screen, unfortunately. Uh, but we will see her in this movie, and it'll be we'll see what leads to her being killed off. You know, kind of like what's leading up to her, and maybe she goes off on a ship and it gets blown up or something like that. I think that's what's going to happen. Uh, so uh, again, uh, they could. I mean, the other big news, which. Uh, wasn't mentioned in this release that you put here no um, no uh, the other big thing is that this is the final movie in the Skywalker saga so that that's official from Lucasfilm they're saying the, you know, the conclusion to the Skywalker saga is episode 9 they don't need to kill her off like they, they don't have to. If they find a way to weave in her scenes, you know throughout the movie, they could have her live on after episode nine very easily. I don't think they're going to. I think their initial plan was to kill the big three off over the, the course of the trilogy. So I do think that they, they are gonna kill her off. but they really could have her live on at the end of this movie because we're not gonna get another. And even if we got an episode 10, they could easily bump it up. 10 15 years and still explain that she has died you know so that's what i think's gonna happen <laughs> you
1: know? i mean no that that totally makes sense i think that they could uh i mean that j.j abrams did say that the movie was supposed to be uh leia's swan song pretty much
0: yeah wait who said so that So i don't who who said that A... No, that, somebody said that that about... was wasn't that uh uh trevorrow I think it was Trevorrow who said that when he was still initially on for episode 9. I think that was him. Maybe it was even even Kathy Kennedy that said it. It was
1: supposed to be mostly about her? Yeah.
0: Because each movie was supposed to be about one of the big three. You know, 7 was Han, 8 was Luke, and then 9 was going to be Leia.
1: Hmm. Well, it won't be too long from now until we find out.
0: Also, the... uh, one guy that was cast Richard E Grant uh, he was in Logan he played uh the villain Xander Rice in Logan uh he is being or it's not it's not being rumored but they he, he's in a secretive role an unreleased role nobody knows what he's playing so obviously the speculation has begun oh who's he going to play in this movie and Grand Admiral Thrawn No <laughs> It's not gonna happen. <laughs> uh, I, I, I want to see Thrawn in live action, but it's not gonna happen here. <laughs> oh, I know.
1: He's gonna play Ahsoka Tano. <laughs> <laughs>
0: nope, Snoke. He's Snoke. I'm telling you right now, he's Snoke. Snoke. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, huh. I'm kidding. <laughs> no. I, I honestly, I, I don't, I don't know what he's gonna play. But I, I had fun with all the rumors with Episode Eight. And I think episode eight also ruined the whole speculation and rumor thing for star Wars for me. Cause I had a lot of fun with it. Like who's Snoke, you know, who's Ray, everything like that. And then again, I enjoyed episode eight. I did enjoy the last Jedi, but when you go and watch the movie and you find out nothing about Ray and nothing about Snoke, you're just kind of like, well, what the heck was all that speculation for? You know, like I had so much fun doing it. I wanted to get something and then you get nothing. So now like all the speculation I could be potentially going for nine. Like who's this guy playing or who's she playing? I'm just kinda like, I don't really care. I just we'll see. Who who the hell knows? I'm tired of speculating it. Yeah, and then just being shit
1: on. Like, whatever. So Yeah, it's bullshit but it's definitely bullshit but it's interesting I will and billy s- d williams coming back it's gonna be fun yeah
0: i will say this if you listen to my movie boot episode you do find out who ray is just saying
1: <laughs> <laughs> keep selling it rob <laughs> keep selling it bring those patrons
0: yes yes uh, yeah no i'm looking forward to to anything star wars i'm a huge star wars fanatic and uh i nah. will, <laughs> i will go and watch star wars i don't care it could be star wars boba fett's poop a star wars story and it's just boba fett sitting on a toilet pooping i'm gonna go watch it like because it's star wars so <laughs>
1: like, i thought you got enough of the poop jokes in teen titans go <laughs> there were quite a few poop jokes in teen titans go <laughs> uh, my yeah son- that's what that's what robert on bridging the geekdom said
0: <laughs> my my son did love it <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah.
1: How old is your son?
0: Uh, nine. Nine. So.
1: I don't know a nine-year-old out there who wouldn't laugh at a poop joke.
0: Yeah. But whenever they do five in a row, literally five poop jokes in a row. Like, it was like poop joke, poop joke, poop There was nothing in between. It was poop joke, poop joke, poop joke, poop joke, poop. It gets a little old. You know? I laughed the oh, first sure. time. Second time, I was like, ha ha. Third time, I was like, all right. Fourth time, I was like, enough. So.
1: It's like Deadpool. Deadpool 2 and the way that he dies over and over again. Oh, yeah. Yeah. First it's funny, then it's not, then it's funny, then it's not, then it's funny.
0: Yeah. Well, exactly. Yeah. Pretty much.
1: I understand. I understand that. That's weird, but interesting.
0: Uh, since we don't have any of this news that you have written here, we do have other news that I actually wanted to, to talk about on my show this past week, and I didn't, so I want to talk about it here. How about that?
1: Okay, sure. This is the fandom vibe in all nerd news podcasts.
0: Yes. Now, Kevin Smith released a statement on social media this week about how he just finished writing a script or a screenplay or something for an IP, the biggest IP that he's ever gotten to, to play with. And he's not sure if he gets to will get to ever share the information about it, but its potential that it could get made by next year and everything like that and it's the biggest thing that he will have ever worked on. What do you think it could be
1: dude i've been I've been thinking about it for days now and I'm really not sure whoops Just, I'm really not sure what it could be
0: Now here's the thing that I, I want I, I think people need to, to look at one it's not going to be Star Wars. As much as some people want it to be Star Wars, it's not going to be Star Wars. Sorry, just not going to happen. Uh, he has worked in the DC sandbox in the past, so it's not to, he's not going to mention DC because he wrote Superman Lives back in the nineties. So he's played in that sandbox. He's had the ability to, and and you know he's had his hand in it before. So it's not DC. It's not Star Wars. There was a rumor, or something came about a couple of weeks back, about I want to say three or four weeks back, where he actually mentioned it on one of his podcasts that he was seen coming out of Disney or something like that. Like, uh, and he went to a meeting at Disney, and you know he was like, "Look, it's not Marvel, it's not Star Wars, so it could be something with Disney. It's something. It could be. Uh, you know, who knows? You know, maybe they were already planning what, for Fantastic Four. What could
1: Disney have <laughs> that?" Yeah, but he's uh, he also said it wasn't it wasn't uh, Marvel or Star true, Wars. True,
0: true. I, I mean, you're right. Uh, I I don't know. You know that, but you, know, you sit there and you try and think like, what could it be? And then also, Avatar.
1: They have Avatar now.
0: Also, you could yeah, that's James Cameron. You could think of it this way that it's just he's simply writing. He's not directing. And I would have no problem with him writing a Marvel movie, a Star Wars movie, something like that. I think he could do a fine job writing because. I like his writing. I think he's good. Even when he's not doing his own films, I think he's done really well with comics and everything. So, this doesn't necessarily mean he's directing anything. It could just be he's writing or helping create. He could be, you know, something like that. Uh, again, that, that's something else that you can look at because he is going to be directing his Jane Silent Bob film, I think, within the next two or three months. Obviously, his filming doesn't go very long. I think his filming's like his total filming time is usually like two months, I think. It's not ever really long. But, I mean, it, it could be just that. It could just be he, he's writing something. I don't know. I'm excited to hear what it is eventually. Uh, he, he's usually one to eventually spill the beans on everything that he's ever possibly been in on or been able to to do. Uh, at some point, he will talk about it. So I'm excited. I just, I just wanted to hear your opinion, your thoughts on it. Because I know you're a Kevin Smith fan like I am, so...
1: Yeah, I'm I'm I've been thinking about it for a couple of days now ever since he released that and I just I have no freaking clue.
0: Yeah. I I, I don't know. I, re- I just what could it be? You know, it's just
1: I know he's talked about being in part of like Buckaroo Bonsai before. But and... I
0: mean, why would he not be able to talk about that? And he did say something. I think he tweeted something even like three or four days before this, this came out where he said, Hey, Buckaroo, Buckaroo bands, I might be back on like, you know, there might be a chance for it to still come, come to life. So why would he say that a few days earlier than say, I can't talk about it. Then. Like, you know, that doesn't make much sense. And plus that's not that big of an IP. Like I would, I would say, cause he's saying this is the biggest IP that he would have ever touched. Honestly, I would say that, you know, other IPs that he's been a part of have been, have been bigger. You know, so I, I don't know, like, you know, he I mean, he writes a lot of comics. I would say, honestly the Hit Girl comic that he just was writing on is bigger than Buck Band's eye You know, like, honestly it. it like, I did hear
1: him on a show talking about being on, being a part of the Kick-Ass universe again.
0: Yeah, yeah uh, He I think he finished writing it. I don't think it's released yet, but uh, there's, I think, a run of four comics, three or four comics that he had to write for Hit Girl, so
1: it's, it's very intriguing yeah I don't know I don't know where we're gonna go with it but I'm hoping for some big things out of mr Smith
0: yeah yeah I mean it'd be it's kind of cool to see you know this whole thing that happened with him with his heart attack. And then, you know, he comes back and it's just if he just explodes, like if he has like a second wind in his career, I think would be fantastic because I've loved his movies. I've I've even liked his his lesser like lesser received films. I I really enjoyed Tusk. Red State, I think, is an amazing movie. Uh, You know, uh, Yoga Hosers wasn't that great, but I, I really enjoy his his movies. And whether you like his stuff or not, I think the only thing that I've ever not enjoyed of his was Hollyweed. I thought it was horrible. I thought it was atrocious. I, I, it was that bad. So, Hollyweed? Yeah, that's his new show that he's trying to get picked up. Oh, on.
1: interesting. I thought you liked it.
0: No, no. I, I thought it was a train wreck, man. Oh, man, it was bad. So bad. I'm sorry. I, like, and he's like, you know, oh, you know, donate as little as a, as a dollar to, to get it made, to get more episodes made. I, I, I could not physically do it. I could not convince myself to even give him a dollar for it because it was that bad.
1: <laughs> and they, Interesting. Why, what was so bad about it?
0: Everything. Acting was horrendous. Horrendous. Writing was horrible. Character arcs just were ridiculously dumb. Uh, the the directing. Was, Even
1: Kevin's acting himself was bad. Oh,
0: it was horrible. He, that's wild. He was high the whole time. Like that's like. Look, I love when he's high doing his podcast because he's that 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 fits what he's doing there. You know he can be high doing his podcast that's perfectly fine but whenever he's acted in a movie i've always loved when he's acted in movies but you know what it is he's not high you know he's like when he's silent bob he's straight as could be you know he's perfectly fine he doesn't talk much but you know he's there when he was in the daredevil movie back in the early 2000s you know he was himself live free or die hard he was himself he was a good actor he he did well you get some pot inside of him he's not a good actor he over over acts big time big time so it, it actually looked like he was uh in front of an audience at a podcast with his reading of the lines like it, that's what it felt like to me so
1: that's freaking weird, man. I'm, well, I'm glad I didn't watch it.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I hate saying that. I feel bad because, like I said, I'm such a big fan of Kevin Smith. Uh, I feel bad, but you know, you gotta call shit when it's shit. Yeah, you, know, you gotta call turd when it's a turd. Like you just have to. I'm sorry, it's yeah, not man. good.
1: Credit where credits do. It's the same concept in reverse.
0: Yeah. So
1: interesting. Good to know. I didn't. I also didn't know he was in the original Daredevil movie.
0: Yeah, he's a. Uh, I think he's the coroner or something like that. I can't remember exactly, but I think he's a corner. Yeah, it's just a short little, like, I want to say, like, two-minute scene. But, yeah, he's he's in Daredevil. Yeah. The Ben Affleck movie. Which is actually good if you watch the director's cut. If you watch the extended director's cut, it's actually a good movie.
1: I've never watched it. I've well, if you do,
0: watch no the director's cut. No freaking
1: clue. Okay. I, maybe I'll give it a shot. Maybe we can do a... Uh... Patreon exclusive on it or something there we go sounds like it could be a good time right absolutely first time viewing of a superhero movie that's on my nerd years resolution list
0: what is this nerd years resolution list
1: the nerd years resolution list as i told john in a previous episode is is a list of things that i've watched that i can't call myself a legitimate nerdy podcaster without having consumed okay see because at the ripe old age of 28 years i had just recently watched uh for the first time michael keaton's batman movie
0: that's right i i okay i remember the conversation you had with him about this now okay yeah
1: yeah and i and i can't rightfully decide to say which Joker's the best joker when i didn't when i hadn't seen nicholson's
0: yeah it's crazy Dude, I yeah. here here's a little story, okay? 1989's Batman was the very first film that I ever saw in the theaters. I went with my mother and saw the movie in theaters with my mom, and I fell asleep on her lap. I remember it very vividly. I remember going to the movies to see that. I was so excited about it. I then remember the day that it released on VHS. My brother and I woke up early in the morning. I want to say we woke up at like eight or nine in the morning, and his best friend. Uh, drove up to the store and picked it up in the morning for us. So my brother and I waited by our front door early in the morning for his friend to show up, knock on the door, and give us the VHS tape of 1989's Batman. And then we just watched it all
1: day long. <laughs> like, that movie was my shit
0: when I was a kid.
1: I mean, I what I didn't... I was very pleasantly surprised to to learn that it was... That they borrowed very heavily from The Killing Joke.
0: Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, some of the art, or not art, but uh, the design and, and costumes. There we go. That's what I'm looking for. For, like, the Joker and stuff. Yeah, I absolutely see that. Uh, the Story-wise, uh, yeah, I guess so. Not... I, I mean, The Killing Joke was so much about <clears throat> Batman losing you know somebody close to him and not losing them but you know like almost seeking revenge finally getting his revenge on the joker you know like that was kind of what the killing joke was and i i don't know i with 1989's batman i don't feel that because they're just both introduced there you know what i mean like they're like there's no history between the two so but i, I can kind of see right. the similarities I guess.
1: I mean just with the Joker's origins and stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I can see that. I can see that. They,
1: had a, they they borrowed very heavily from it.
0: Yeah. But uh, again, it's I I it's a fun movie <laughs> in retrospect when you sit sit down and look at it now. I like personally I don't think it really holds up. Uh but you know, I I I won't sit here and say it's a bad movie. You know, I, I I'll absolutely absolutely watch it. Uh, I think the biggest reason why I was such a big fan of it when I was a kid was because of Michael Keaton, because he grew up and went to my high school at the t- like where I was living and growing up at the time. So it was like Michael Keaton's name was huge where I lived. Like everybody was like, "Hey, G- Michael Keaton, Michael Keaton. He's in Batman. He's Batman." Yeah, you know, it was kind of like, "Whoa, he's from he's from our hometown. That's crazy," you know. And uh, his his uh, sister in law. Was actually my gym teacher in high school, so you know, like there's just this whole connection with Michael Keaton. Like I watch anything Michael Keaton's, in, partially because of that, but he's also a really good actor, so that was also another reason why I I was so into it.
1: Yeah, I mean it was a it was a great movie. I didn't I don't think he's the perfect Batman.
0: No, he was definitely a better Bruce Wayne. I liked his I really like his portrayal as Bruce Wayne. When when you look at those those Batman movies from the '90s. He was definitely, I I think he was the best Bruce Wayne and Batman combination. Uh, Like, you know, combined out of those, what is it, three, three different Batman actors we had as Batman, he was the best one out of those three. Uh, I think Val Kilmer was probably the best Batman that we got in that that series, and I don't know if you've seen all of those movies or not, uh, but... Clooney was then a really really good like he like george Clooney to me he looks like bruce wayne like you know like if you were like hey this is bruce wayne i'm like yeah george Clooney, bruce wayne like makes sense uh but he was a horrible batman atrocious batman but keaton was kind of the best you know like the best at being both like he he was able to to do it he was really really good as as bruce wayne he was better at bruce wayne than batman but again, I don't know. I don't know if you've seen the other ones. I don't know if you saw Returns I've forever, seen Batman. And I've Man.
1: seen Batman Returns. I think like maybe not. I don't know if I remember a lot of it. But I definitely have seen. I definitely haven't seen Batman and Robin because I know it's a joke. <laughs> you got, dude. It's it's still a watch. You still have to give it a shot. I'm telling you, just 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 give Batman and Robin a watch. Don't
0: go in there with any expectations, but to just cringe constantly and uh i, I think you'll I, I think you would you'd enjoy it just for that fact just for the the fact of just ripping on a movie you know because it is that bad but it's worth it like honestly when i was a kid i absolutely loved batman forever like i loved it i want like batman forever came out the same time was it batman forever or was no that was batman and robin never mind but uh, Batman Forever I loved like I absolutely loved Batman Forever I watched it all the time I mean looking at it now I'm like I'm an idiot like why did I like that movie but I was a kid and they, that's what they were selling the movie to was kids with the the bright neon lights and the you know the Robin and you're having Robin in it and everything like that like that it was for kids absolutely for kids and then uh Batman and Robin they just went way too far with it and just just a bad movie Bad, bad movie. But so much fun. So much fun. To just just to see Arnold Schwarzenegger just hamming it up. And literally every single line of his, they were trying to make it a one-liner. Like, everything was just him trying
1: to to, to create his next catchphrase. Maybe, maybe I haven't. Yeah, I definitely haven't seen it. But bat nipples. That, that's <laughs> what I know.
0: And that started in Batman Forever, though. If you watch Batman Forever, there's bat nipples in that movie. Uh, I don't know why people st- like they're they're so attached to Batman and Robin being the Bat nipple gate, but it really started in Batman Forever. So J- Joel Schumacher had like a weird thing for showing their asses. Also, like when they were suiting up, he would always do these quick cuts to showing the, the superhero's ass. I always thought that was weird. Like, not bare ass, but, like, them putting the costume on and just doing a shot of their ass. Like, it was like, what? (laughs) Like, that was how he was showing they were suiting up. It was just weird. Even as a kid, I thought that was
1: weird. Yeah, it seems pretty strange. I don't know, that's... (laughs) I mean, uh, honestly. Whatever, I guess. Yeah. But, yeah, so I I have that and the... uh, like the original Superman movies, I have not seen those. You can
0: stop after two.
1: <laughs> Honestly, that's what I heard. Yeah. Quest
0: for Peace—that's the fourth one. Don't even bother. Yeah, don't even bother. Like you could watch the third one, but don't even bother with the fourth
1: one. I'm... Well, basically, what started this was because I remember when Superman Returns came out, dude. And I underrated was like, movie. Underrated movie. I thought it was a great. Well. Movie. I didn't think any, I didn't know what it was and I didn't go to see it. Cause I wasn't really a nerd back then. I didn't really care that much about it. And then like later I, it was on Netflix or something. I'm like, I'm going to watch this. And I watched it. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> I was like, I thought it was its own thing. I didn't realize that Superman returns was a continuation of the, of the re Christopher Reeve movies. Yeah. Yeah. It- no fucking clue. And I was so confused. And I was like, okay, well, this is on my list now.
0: Yeah, I, I, dude, I was in the theater watching that movie. And the moment where, you know, Lewis's son pushes the piano into the bad guy, I literally cheered out loud. I was like, yes! <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's I, I, interesting. I,
0: I really like that movie. I, I, I get it. It's not your typical Superman movie. And here's the thing, though. People who complained about Superman Returns, that's why we got Man of Steel. Man of Steel is almost the complete opposite of Superman Returns, and that's what people said they wanted when Superman Returns came out oh we want a Superman who's punching and and having a fight Well then we get it and people get pissed off about that and it's like what what the hell do you want We got a really really good story in Superman Returns that continues the Christopher Reeves story and, and it was done very well Brandon Ralph I thought was fantastic as, as Clark and Superman we had I mean Kate Bosworth as Lois, I, I could leave that. That was she wasn't great at all. But we had a good movie there. The only th- problem I had with Superman Returns is that it stole James Marsden from X Men. You know that that's why he was killed off so early in X Men: The Last Stand because he had to go and do Superman. So that was the only thing I didn't like about it. But <laughs> the, but we get oh, actually of, didn't know that. Yeah, but we get Man of Steel and people get pissed off like, oh, he destroyed a city what the hell do you want like you want him to punch superman punching is going to destroy a city i mean it's just that simple like you know he's the most powerful being ever like that's gonna happen when he's fighting another powerful being so i just annoyed the shit out of me but yeah uh james marsden uh, x-men the last stand and superman returns came out the same year and brian singer was originally going to do x-men the last stand or x-men 3 because it wasn't last at the time But there was something that... Something got held up, like, contractually. Something got held up. And during that time, he signed up for Superman. And he was like, I'd rather do Superman. I've never done this before. So then they brought Brett Ratner in to do X-Men. And James Marsden was signed on to do multiple... Like, to do three X-Men movies. But at the time, he signed up to do Superman also. So they found a way and they killed him off early in in X-Men so he could do Superman. Huh. Yep. The more you Look
1: know. at you, man. Give me the nerducation.
0: Nerducation. That'd be an interesting podcast name. <laughs> Nobody take it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll make it a Patreon show. Maybe. And 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 we can and we can educate people about the upcoming characters that are coming out in some sort of in some sort of um yeah. property. Yeah. Intellectual property that might be on its way out or something like that you know what i mean could, give the history like a history lesson
0: yeah I'd, I'd be totally down for that That'd be kind of cool to do
1: yeah so i mean there are shows like that out, out there but um you know it'd be it'd be interesting to do for for our listeners like instead of doing it within the thing like lane and i used to do we would you know if there was some character we read about that we didn't know who it was we would do the lesson right then and there in the show which is fine and dandy but can get lengthy and take up time. Yeah. So it'd be easier to just be like, hey, refer to our Patreon feed or whatever at this show if you want to know more about, you know, Dr. Von Doom.
0: Yeah. I think that would be a pretty badass idea, actually.
1: You know, something very interesting like that. And I was going to do something in fandom vibe called Spotlight's that was a little different, you know. Other than news, I was just going to do something like, I and I even have them in there. Like, um, in the in the notes here, you can see there's there's uh there's a spot for Venom and Riot, and then there's a spot for Bart Allen.
0: Mm-hmm. Why are you looking where, at Bart you Allen? You know, what's that? What's coming out with Bart Allen that I should know about?
1: There was a there was a big thing in the comics that was coming out with Bart Allen and I was like oh I, I really like Bart Allen so I, uh, like I know, decided to start looking, I know looking that, stuff up I
0: know in the comics there, there's that whole or they just got done with the whole flash war thing and Wally West you know all of a sudden has kids and he was going to rescue them and blah 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 that stuff but I didn't know that there was anything about Bart Allen going on in the comics
1: hmm. yeah it's either going on or coming up
0: okay interesting
1: And then there's something in there about Broly, too.
0: Honestly, I mean, you could do something about Broly, but it sounds like they're really rebooting him completely.
1: Oh, yeah, they are. I was watching an interview with Sean Schemmel today. So was I.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I watched that scene. It seems
1: interesting enough.
0: Yeah, but they really don't know much about it yet either because he was saying they haven't even seen the script yet. So what does he know?
1: Yeah, they just dubbed the trailer. Yeah. Which is interesting In and of itself I, I found that very intriguing that they only did the trailer
0: Yeah It's kind of shocking I mean it's what well, it's, it's, it's basically August now So you figure they have to Record and get this all Finalized by January For the English dub to come out And I think I, I saw an interview with uh, uh, Sabat Was Christopher Sabat is that his name? Chris Sabat? Steve Sabat? I don't know. The guy who voices Vegeta, but he's also a director of the show. Like, he directs the English dub versions. And I think he said, like, each episode can take anywhere from, like, a week and a half to, like, two and a half weeks to do. And that's an episode. So you figure, like, a movie's probably going to take them about a a month or more to do, you would think. You know? Like...
1: Yeah. A couple hours. I mean... It would be about the same as, you know, as doing a few episodes.
0: It might actually be easier, though, if you think about it, than a few episodes. I don't know.
1: Yeah, and they got a... I don't know. I'm sure there's quite the process involved. Yeah. Have you ever watched... There's a, there's a really interesting documentary out there called Next Day Air... About the process in which it took to get an episode of South Park on the air.
0: Oh man, I've seen I've seen that before. They used to they used to literally I don't know if they still do, but they used to literally make it the week prior to it coming out. Like an episode, like one week prior.
1: So th- Yeah, they would try to do it. And then dude, they would even have like last minute things go in there to stick with like current events. Yeah. Like I, I mean, have you ever watched an episode of South Park where something that happened the night before was on the next episode? I was like, Holy shit. Yeah, honestly, when I when South Park
0: was really big when it first came out I wasn't allowed to watch it so I wasn't that into it and as I got older it was one of those things that I've gone back to and watched I've never actually watched it along its release so it's kind of like oh it was on Netflix at one point so I watched a whole bunch of it on Netflix or you know if there was an episode that all my friends are like oh you have to check this out I get to it like a month or two later you know so like it to me it it never stuck with me like wow that just happened because to me it happened months or years prior you know so
1: uh, right no that makes pretty good sense yeah it was always pretty they always stuck with current events pretty quickly and i was like wow i was pretty impressed by it
0: yeah it's crazy what they did for that or have done for that show i'm surprised it's still on honestly
1: yeah me too I don't think it's long you know there, there was rumors forever that that the last season was gonna be live action really <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> i never heard that 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 would be interesting
1: pretty jarring yeah but it's jarring you want to know you want to know what's really strange it's probably not going to sound that strange to you because you don't know him but i walked in today to my mom and dad's house and my dad was watching bad grandpa, <laughs> bad grandpa. and i'm like yeah, like the ja- like Johnny Knoxville yeah. Bad Grandpa? Yeah. And I'm like, "What the fuck are you watching?" He goes, "What is this?" I'm like, "Bad Grandpa." He goes, "It's funny." I'm like, "Okay." Like, <laughs> it's pretty dirty. <laughs> "What the fuck?" I was like, "You used to la- I was like, he's like, "I don't understand why you're so confused." I'm like, "You used to yell at me for watching Jackass." It's the fucking same thing pretty much, just different context. He's like, "That's oh, interesting." <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's pretty. I thought that was. Pretty you're gonna strange. walk into into their house like in a couple weeks. And he's gonna be. He's gonna have the box set of all the jackasses. He's just gonna be watching them.
1: <laughs> oh my god, I would freaking kill him. <laughs> I would be so mad. But I mean, whatever. jeez, <laughs> uh, I can hardly complain that much. All right, man. I think that's it, man. Like I, we've been fucking blabbing on here for a little bit at the end, but they, we just gave him a pretty good episode of the Phantom Vibe, so that's cool. Yeah, definitely. All right, guys. Well, until next time, uh, we'll see you with some more news. I'll try to keep up, but, you know, like we said at the beginning, news is slow, so. Yeah, I guess we'll have that. Yeah. Go win yourself a copy of Infinity War. Do
0: it right now. Just drop this (laughs) and and go do it.
1: All right. Bye. See you.